Hello everyone and welcome to a bonus episode of the Men of Science podcast that I decided, not exactly last minute, but a couple of days ago I was going to do. It's a follow-up, as you can already tell from the title and the thumbnail, a follow-up to my mental health video that I had done a couple weeks ago, uh, which I'm thankful for everybody that has checked it out and has given me good feedback and, and some fair constructive criticism on it as well. Uh, it's a video that I am very proud of and I again, thank you everyone that has watched the video or listened to it on Spotify and Google Podcasts and CastBox Radio Public and Breaker uh, which of course you can subscribe to the Minutize Podcast on, on any of those as well as right here on YouTube uh, but yes I decided I wanted to do another video uh, for the topic of mental health awareness because it is still Mental Health Awareness Month and on this one, I'm going to try to talk more in depth about my personal experiences with mental illness. Uh, and just want to try to think of the right word for this uh, precursor or whatever it is. Just before I get into all that, I just want to say I, I am not an expert in mental illness. I've never claimed to be a mental, a mental health or mental illness expert. I've never pretended to be an expert on mental illness. I can only speak from my personal experiences and from the research that I've done on my own free time and also uh, from close friends that I've talked to about such subjects. But on this this one, I'm speaking only about myself and my experiences. I know I touched on about it a little bit on the last one, but this one I want to go more into it because I feel like I didn't talk enough about my own personal experiences with you know, having depression and dealing with anxiety and having panic disorder and having panic attacks because, well, it's been a while since I've had a full-blown panic attack. I've had many of them over the last, I would say, yeah, I was diagnosed in 2012, uh, formally, properly diagnosed in the summer of 2012. Uh, it was about three, four months after my father had passed away. Uh, so, my, his death might have been the trigger for a lot of my, for what, for my anxiety and my depression and panic disorder because, um, as I mentioned in the last one, I did say, like, you know, looking back at a lot of things that happened in my life, I realized that I've been suffering with a lot of this for much longer than I had thought, but my father's death was definitely the trigger for all of that to come full force on on the forefront because my father has has been the single biggest influence on my life and uh, it's a lot of what is in my life and a lot of who I am as a man now at 33 years old is because of him you know like I don't I don't drink I'm straight edge because of my father and his battles with alcohol his issues with alcohol um, and I am a big professional wrestling fan because my father and my oldest brother as well introduced me to that world and it has been a big part of my life for as far back as I can remember and uh, I am a big Superman fan because my father introduced me to the world of Superman through the Christopher Reeve movies and some of the comic books and uh, TV shows and cartoons. I used to have the old. I used to have VHS tapes of the old Max Fleischer Superman cartoons, 
and I used to love watching those. Um, and you know, learning about respect and managing money and things like you know important things like that, I learned through my father. You know, having work ethic and you know personal integrity and you know important things that every person should have. I learned through him. And my mom as well, but like I said, my father is, is my single biggest influence. So, and I was very, very close to him. I talked to him about a lot of things that went on in my life. You know, which, you know, I feel like not a lot of parents and their children have that, that kind of relationship, and they should. You know, but, you know, because I had that kind of closeness with my father, his death had a had again because he's the biggest influence in my life had the single biggest impact on my life and effect on me as a person because so much of who I am since he died has changed in a lot of ways like you know like I've become more sensitive to certain things that might trigger certain reactions out of me now uh, like I've, I've talked about it a couple times before, but like I've, when I watch certain movies and certain things, certain scenes that come up in them that might trigger a memory of my father uh, gets a very emotional reaction out of me. Like uh, the one I, the example I, I always like to go is uh, The Lion King, you know, the original animated from 1994 uh, when Mufasa dies. As a kid, yeah, I hated, I, I cried, yeah, we all cried during that scene, but as an adult, especially since he died, when I watched that scene, I am a blubbering crybaby of a mess, and especially, especially, you know, having seen that movie so many times, because, you know, it is my favorite Disney movie, number one of all time, so, like, I'm, I'm, when I'm, antici I'm anticipating that scene coming up, and then when it comes, it hits me hard every single time. And then, and another one is when I watch Man of Steel, uh, because again he introduced me to Superman, and the movie came out just over a, a little over a year after he passed. And when I get to the parts with Jonathan Kent and Clark, I get emotional. Also because he was he was a Kevin Costner fan, you know, especially you know Field of Dreams, loved Field of Dreams, and that's another movie that I cry my eyes out because of him. And plus, it's, that's just a great movie altogether. All um, uh, and uh, Boy Meets World, you know, I've been rewatching that again. Uh, which, if you saw me on Twitter or any of my other social media, I am going to have a special Boy Meets World podcast that's coming up next week. So, hope you'll enjoy that one. Um, the, the episode with uh, Chet Hunter, spoiler alert for anyone who's never seen Boy Meets World, even though it's been 20 years since the show ended. Uh, spoiler alerts, and if you if you've never seen Boy Meets World, make sure you check it out on Disney Plus right now because you know we're all staying home. You know, want, need to find some shows to binge watch. Boy Meets World is a perfect show for that. Um, but I'll get I'll get more into that next week on on that podcast. But uh, again, spoiler alerts if you've never seen it. You know, five, four, three, two, one. The Chet Hunter episode in season six when he. He has a heart attack, and then he dies. You know, again, it's another one where I'm anticipating the moment, 
And then when it finally comes, I break down and cry so goddamn hard um, that every time that I've watched it recently, when I get to that episode, I have to take a break from watching Boy Meets World for a couple of days because, you know, that episode just breaks me so much. It does. You know, it's like I'm like a crying and blubbering and whimpering mess and, and I am not ashamed to admit any of that. You know, it is part of me. I am a sensitive guy. You know, I have I I am not afraid to cry. You know, real men cry. Real, if if you have a heart, you cry. You know, yeah. You know, I know a lot of people have been taught, you know, and they've been raised that men don't cry. Men cry. You know, no shame. There's no shame in men crying. You know, and I have no shame admitting that I cried when Bat when Superman died in Batman vs Superman. You know, because. They didn't think they were, I was ever going to get to see that in live action. But I did, and it hit me right there. Same with when he's talking to John to the Can on that icy mountaintop with the moving the rocks and bricks or whatever. Um, and same with Chewbacca finding out Princess Leia died in Rise of Skywalker. I, I cried for that too. Uh, yeah, I cried for a lot of things. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, you know and that's part of my my mission like, with the title of this episode, you know, break the stigma. You know, freely admitting that I'm that I cry to a lot of things. It's part of it's part of me. It's part of you know human being a human being. But there is a stigma that you know, men aren't supposed to cry. Men are not supposed to show, show emotion. Not supposed to show a sensitive side. You know, works for some people. Does not work for me. Uh, but. After being, after I was diagnosed in summer of 2012, you know, and learning that and realizing that I've been feeling a lot of these things for a lot, for a long, long time, for most of my life, you know, there, like I said, there's the those moments that, that trigger those reactions out of me, like you know, stuff with, with my father, the things like, you know, movies and TV shows, and situations and scenarios that trigger those responses out of me, like hell. When the Mets went to the World Series in 2015, my father was a lifelong New York Mets fan, was buried in his in, in New York Mets jersey, and you know I am a pr- lifelong New York Mets fan because of him. I, you know, the hat the New York Mets hat that I that I wear was used to be his hat. He gave it to me long before he passed away, and I have a New York Mets flag that I've been debating on hanging up in this background right next to my. Jaws, you know, 3D Jaws poster that my brother gave me as a as a gift years ago. My Joker poster, my Batman clock, and my Revenge of the Jedi poster. I've been debating on hanging my Mets flag somewhere in that in the background. I mean, I would have to re-angle this camera to be able to fit that. But yeah, uh, maybe when I get a better camera and can have a better wide shot, I'll include the Mets flag in the background for that. So, um, but I. And then just, you know, having different memories of him that trigger those feelings and emotions out of me, you know, and, and I'll sometimes, and some, depending, depending on what it is that I'm, what memories that I'm having of my father, it might trigger a panic attack out of me because like I get so deep into the, my emotions of how much I love and miss him and that anxious feeling and that. You know, 
feeling like it's a it's a I get it I become overwhelmed with this feeling of what's the right word I guess hopelessness might be it I feel so hopeless like how am I gonna how can I survive without him how am I gonna get through this without him and And just this, excuse me, I'm just kind of having a moment I'm trying to not suppress it, I'm just trying to control it, not let it get overwhelm me too much right now. But because as I'm talking about these things, memories are starting to flood my head and I'm trying my best to not have a breakdown on camera for you people. Uh, yeah, when I have these memories of him that triggered this pan these panic attacks, like it's a, it's an overwhelming feeling of hopelessness and like how am I gonna get through this without him? Like, what am I gonna do? Like, I how can I how am I gonna survive the rest of my life? without him by my side uh, which might sound selfish to some people I get that but my father was my best friend um, he was he was my life he was everything um, I'm gonna take a drink it's, it's Sprite like I said, I'm straight edge. I don't drink. I'm drinking Sprite. Um, but my father, my memories of my father is not the only thing that makes me feel these panic attacks and anxiety attacks. Like, you know, people who really know me outside you know outside of you know youtube and social media and you know people who know me for in real life is probably the best way i can put it um that don't know that you know that i like i said i can be a sensitive person and you know that i if i love something or someone i love with all my heart and my well my former cats boogie and angel who you've seen on on these videos a, a couple of times before and you've heard them on the podcast a few times before um if you follow me on my social media you'll know that i had to make the difficult difficult decision of putting them up for adoption because my living situation does not the, would not allow me to my current living with situation rather would not allow me to continue to keep them with me and you know I you know, con was I got in contact with a very very wonderful foster family and they're very understanding and just great people wonderful people and very very fortunate that I got in touch with them and not someone else who was well you, you, you know the kind of people that I'm thinking of can't th I can't can't figure out the right word for it, but, you know, I'm trying to think of it, it's like, 
it's it's a it's it's a word like to it's people that you know that they that they're breeders but that they're like fucked up kind of breeders you know I'm sure you 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 guys know what I'm talking about, but like, but these are these this is this is a good Fawcett family. You know, they took care of Angel, and you know, because Angel's such a such a sweetheart and such a you know ball of energy and full of love. She was adopted quickly, and Boogie, she's you know, she's been a struggle. She's uh, stubborn and moody, as my my mother always called her. Um, and but for a long but for several years they they were my world as well and boogie i got her you know in 2013 um after my father the year after my father passed away and she was in my life for almost almost seven years and an angel for just four years well three and because we took her in in 2016 and she was just a tiny, tiny little thing, tiniest little, sweetest little baby ever, and just I like they they I loved them like they were my children, and you know and and I don't know if I will ever be fortunate enough to have, you know, biological children of my own someday. But Boogie and Angel, they were, they were my they were everything to me, and you know sometimes, you know. When I would be feeling very, like I would having a a, a de- depressed depression episode, and you know, like like some like if something like just triggered like a me- a, mom- a memory of my father and or just anything that was then would trigger my depression. Um, they would come over and comfort me, and and they would just be so sweet to me. They would they would snuggle up to me and. You know, just just keep me company, and it meant everything to me. And and I and sometimes in those moments I would be overwhelmed by that love, and I would and it would in, induce an anxiety attack because this uh, I don't know. Like some sometimes sometimes you don't know what causes these. I don't know what causes my anxiety or panic attacks, but. You know, I would be in those moments, and like I would, they would be comforting me, and then but I would have, and then I would have one an episode, and um, sorry, just kind of felt like something was coming on right now. Oh, and I I don't want this to happen on camera. Shit. Whew. But you know what? Fuck it. If it does happen, if it, if it happens, it happens, uh, because you know, like I I'm on my mission to break the stigma of mental illness. And if I have a f- fucking panic attack on camera, then 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 so fucking be it. <sighs> yeah, that is my like I said. That is my mission. That is why I titled this episode "Break the Stigma." I want to break the stigma of mental illness. And that is why I introduced the Break the Stigma campaign on Ink to the People. And I'll have the link to that in the description for a nice t-shirt that's in uh, Irish green, because green is the color of mental awareness, mental health awareness. Um, see, so I can pull up the image on my phone. Uh, you know, I can't 
bring it up all the way to the camera because I have it plugged into the charger because I have such a shitty phone that if I take it off the charger, it dies like that. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, I'm too broke to get a new phone, so here we are. But yeah, I don't know how well you can see it on the screen. There's the shirt and... Try to get that. Yeah, it says on the front. Break the says break the stigma. There we go. And then on the back of the shirt has the hashtag um, mental health awareness. I don't know how well you can see it, uh, but yeah, right here it's ink to the people. You know, like I said, I'll have the link in the description below, and it's on there for twenty seven dollars as of right now. And I have one shirt sold so far. That's Wonderful as of this recording, one shirt sold so far, uh, but need to sell at least six in order for the shirts to actually print out. Um, you know, so, and I'm gonna so I'm and I'm gonna definitely have to contribute, make my contribution to that as well. And there's just under twenty nine dates left on the campaign, so please you know please you know share it with your love with your friends and family and your loved ones on social media. To you know, help get the word out on this campaign because all the money from the purchases of the shirt goes towards the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which is a charity and foundation that is very, very near and dear to my heart and one that I'm very passionate for. And thank you to everyone who has shared the link to the shirt so already. You know, Meg, uh, the the Nerd Queens, and Cat uh, uh, and uh, Davy and you all know who you are. Sorry, I can't remember all of you off the top of my head, but those are the you know first four that I can think of right away. Uh, oh, Koji, thank you also as well. You've you've always been a good supporter for me. I uh, love and appreciate all of you who have shared the link and supported this initiative that I'm trying to get going. Because you know, I've you know if if I'm not that any of you would, but if you've seen my my up my updated bio on my social media i am i you know have it now listed that i'm a mental health advocate which i really want to try to be one because you know like i said i've been dealing with you know actively with mental illness for the last eight years you know learning more about myself with the disease learning more about the diseases themselves and how it affects others and learning how to manage it for myself without needing medication because, you know, like I said, from 2012 to about 2017, so five years, I was on medications. Uh, Celexa, Trazodone, Xanax. I think I might have taken Prozac, but I'm not 100% sure on that. And they, they worked on me, but uh, as well, like, they would kind of make me feel... Specifically Xanax, I would feel very zombified, and that's not really a good feeling to have. It's kind of a scary feeling, feeling honestly. And there was one day that, because the trazodone, I would, I was when it was prescribed to me, I would have to take it at night to go to bed. And there was one day that I did, that I had the day off, so you know, when I went to, so I decided to take a Xanax and trazodone when I went to sleep, and I was out for about fifteen hours. And when I woke up and realized how long I'd been asleep, it scared me. And that—that—that—that that, that, that is a feeling that I never want to have to feel ever again. And 
you know, with with Xanax, you know, I would, you know, you know, it was prescribed me to take it when I feel a panic attack coming on, but then my therapist also told me to take it once a day, which is very, which it's it's a very confusing thing. It's prescribed one way, but then the therapist has to take it a different way. It's very confusing, and it it, it it'll mess with your head, because you know, because then it's like. Well the, well, the bottle says that I have to do it like this way. You know, you prescribed it to me and then you put it like, like this. But now you're telling me I got to take it this way. It's, you know, it's like, how, how do you, how do I know? How do I know how I'm supposed to take it? You know, and that's how I ended up in, you know, falling, being asleep for 15 hours, almost 16, almost 20 hours, between 15 and 20 hours because I'd taken a Trazodone and a Xanax before I went to bed. It's, it scared me, you know. And, and taking the Xanax by itself, I would feel like a zombie while I'm taking it. Celexa, I would take it once in the morning, and, and I would feel okay for for the most part. You know, it didn't always have the desired effect that it was that it's supposed to have, but um, you know, not every medication is going to be the same with everybody. You know, that, that's something that I want to help people understand as well. You know, medic different medications will have a different effect on everybody. You know, although other people that I've talked to that have taken Xanax, they kind of say like what I said. You know, Xanax it made them feel like a zombie. So, you know, actually, actually not a thing. But I think I I think I took I've taken Zoloft as well. Huh. I don't remember if that one made me feel like a zombie. But yeah. Uh, but you know, I haven't been on on any you know antidepressants or anxiety medication for three years now and I'm very thankful for that because I didn't like the way the medications made me feel because while it was helping me to manage my depression and anxiety it didn't make I didn't feel I didn't like how how I was feeling you know, because as a result of it like like I, di I didn't feel like me you know um, but in recent years uh, especially especially really actually since 2015 when I got my PlayStation 4 that I have nicely sitting over there on the dresser next to my TV. Um, after I got, when I got that in 2015, uh, and I, I bought the uh, Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection bundle pack with the PS4. Uh, that it was on sale at Target. So I got a good deal. Three games and a new PlayStation 4. Um, and I found that playing these, playing video games has been a great way to help with my anxiety and my depression. Like, you know, it's a it's been, it's become a, very, a great outlet for me to um, let a lot of my feelings out because if I, you know, if I keep it all bottled up inside, then I'll explode on the on at the wrong time, possible potentially on the wrong people, and it can create a situation much much worse. And I don't like that. You know, anyone who really knows me knows that I don't like conflict, and that would create conflict times a million if I did that um, but yeah through through my um, getting reacquainted with my love of video games it has helped me to help to manage and control my depression um, you know playing playing games like uncharted and uncharted 2 and 3 and 4 and uncharted lost legacy and and the last of us and resident evil 7 and the spider-man game and the Street Fighter 30th anniversary and uh, getting to play the Jack and Daxter, you know, games again. You know, it has been a great outlet for me to, you know, help 
kind of keep my stuff in check, you know? Um, and getting reacquainted with comic books again. You know, I've, you know, I've been, I got, I have a Dark Knight Returns, uh, the DC Rebirth Deluxe Edition Volume 1, um, you know, Action Comics 1000, although I haven't read that one yet. It's still in the, in the plastic, plastic pack. Um, uh, the Killing Joke, uh, uh, and the Watchmen. The I've been re I've been reading that a lot lately, and because you know, I love I love Zack Snyder's movie Watchmen, great movie, probably in my opinion the greatest comic book movie of all time. Um, uh, and while I'm talking about it, please make sure you check out uh the Midside his video on the Watchmen. Uh, it's a fascinating video. He breaks down the the differences and similarities between the graphic novel and the movie. Um, and also check out his other, uh, videos that he has on there where he talks about the, about Zack Snyder's films. You know, he has one for Dawn of the Dead and he has one for, uh, uh, for 300. It's not on the YouTube channel. It's actually on a, on a bit shoot account because YouTube had, you know, flagged it for copyright, you know, fucking YouTube. Um, but yeah, I'll have the link to his channel in the description so that you can check out those videos. Uh, and also check out the Welcome to the Midside podcast on, uh, you know, on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify and, or, you know, just just check out the I'll, I'll put in the link to the YouTube channel and I'll also put midside the midside com so you can check out the podcast. Um, but, and yeah, and reading, rereading the the Watchmen graphic novel has been you know, very good with you know helping with my anxiety and you know. Uh, and in movies, getting getting to watch a lot of movies, especially during the last three months of this quarantine stuff, um, has been very helpful as well. And uh, reading, also reading up, you know, regular other books that I have, like a lot of my the wrestling books that I own, um, you know, have been have been very helpful with, you know, just finding different outlets, you know, to help get those emotional those emotions out of me, have been very helpful and. It, it helps. It helps keep me good up here, because if I'm not good up here, then I'm not good here, and I won't be good anywhere else, you know. Because uh, like I said in, in the in the first video, mental health can have a great impact on physical health. It's true. I'm a. I'm a. I'm an example of that. Um, you know, because with with my mental illnesses that I have, my depression and anxiety and panic disorder. It has had a big impact on my physical health as well, um, and it's caused me to contributed to me gaining a lot of weight over the last eight years. I've been trying very hard to, you know, shed the pounds and burn the fat. You know, it's, it's a struggle. You know, my my joints aren't what they used to be. I'm not, you know, as my my joints aren't as, and muscles aren't as flexible as they were when I was in high school and I was lifting weights all the time and I was at a a very lean one sixty five. Um, so, but that's the other thing, yeah, just having different outlets, you know, like, you know, my movies, my video games, books, comic books, writing, drawing, this podcast, you know, these are all great outlets for me to help manage my, my depression and anxiety. Um, but also it's like, I don't want, I don't want to be necessarily, I don't want to really be ashamed that I have 
that I have these conditions, that I that I was diagnosed with these conditions, because they are a part of who I am. Um, I mean, I'm not defined by my conditions, but they are part of me, and I don't want to, and I don't like that, you know, like I said, the stigma around mental illnesses that we are, we have to pretend that we're okay and having to pretend that everything else is all right, and being told by so many people, friends co-workers even some family members that just just man up just get over it just just be happy well you know what i don't have a fucking light switch to just turn it on and off you know it ain't that simple it ain't that simple it's if it was that simple, I would have it off all the time. But it's not that simple, so if I have to deal with it for the rest of my life, then so do you. And yeah, that's that's why I want to break the stigma of mental illness. I want to make it okay to say that we have these conditions. I want to I want to have those of us that have these conditions to not feel embarrassed by ha for having them. I don't want us to be ashamed. I don't want people to be ashamed for having them. You know, because you know, people who have mental illness, you know, are mocked and made fun of and made and you know, basically made to feel like we are less than and we are not. And that's why I ask you to join me in my Break the Stigma campaign. You know, you know, not just by purchasing the shirt at the Ink to the People link that I'll have in the description, but also just helping to educate the rest of the world on mental illness and what these conditions really are. You know? And... Sorry, just felt something coming on. I think I'm good though. Um, uh, I guess that's gonna do it for this one because uh, I felt like I got it all out of me. Probably might do another one after this one. Who knows? You now the month is still not over. There's still let me see. It's today's the eleventh. Uh, still two weeks left in the month. So. A lot can happen between now and then. Um, hope you all enjoyed hearing what I had to say here and sharing more of my story. Um, then I really hope that you'll check out the link for the t for the Break the Stigma shirt, and that you'll purchase a shirt, help you know raise money for ch for that for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and you know proudly wear the shirt that as I will. And and shit, now I'm blanking out. Sorry, because I just got a notification from Facebook that just popped up. Uh, uh, oh, Facebook Messenger, rather. Uh, sorry, but um, 
Right. Uh, subscribe to the podcast here on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Radio Public, Breaker. Um, check out the Meditize Podcast store. Where for all the fun t-shirts and everything else that I got on there. Um, the, support me on Patreon, $1 a month. Link, link to the, both of those will be in the description. Uh, check out my previous podcast up, uploads. You know, Worst to Best, Classic Wrestling Pay-Per-View, Retro Film Review, Regular Movie Reviews, and Regular Podcast Episodes. Um, like I said, next week I'll have a uh, Boy Meets World episode of, as, of, as of right now the title of it is the legacy of boy meets world and what it has meant to my life and uh, then this coming weekend the saturday is exactly uh i will have my money in the bank recap uh podcast because you know we just had money in the bank on two days ago so that was a lot of fun as well um but hope you all had a again wonderful time Hearing me talk about this for the last uh, 37 minutes now. And thank you all so much for watching, for listening, and for subscribing. I love and appreciate every single one of you who do. I truly and genuinely do. And if you want to share your stories with me, you know, if you have any any situations with dealing with mental, any kind of mental illnesses, you know, you can always follow me on Twitter at IamFossitude. Follow me on Instagram and Vero, both of them are at Fositude, and you can, you know, chat with me on there, you can, like I say, my inbox is always open, my DMs are always open, if you want to talk about this kind of stuff, um, and I hope you all enjoy the rest of your day, and the rest of your week, uh, and I uh, hope you all had a wonderful Mother's Day as well, um, make sure you're all taking care of yourselves, staying safe, staying clean, and, you know, if you're living somewhere where, you know, cities and states and whatever are being reopened little by little. Hope you all are staying safe out there anyway. You know, taking whatever necessary precautions. You know, you have to. Uh, if you're vulnerable to the virus. Um, and this has been the Manitized Podcast bonus episode. I am Julian, and I will see you all next time. Bye-bye.